Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast. Here's your host, Danny Burke. What is going on, my friends? Welcome into another edition of Prop Watch here on VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast feed. Happy to have you with me. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Remember, you can always follow along on Twitter at DannyBurke5. And also make sure you're checking out the other episodes available on our podcast feed because Matt Humans and I delve into the entirety of Thursday Night Football between the Packers and the Titans a look into the sides, money lines, and totals for Thursday Night Football. And we even dive in to some other approaches that you can take in terms of the first half. So aside from the props, which will be discussed in this specific episode, get yourself geared up for Thursday night with the overall scope of the game with Matt Humans and I previewing that. And we also talk some of our favorite Week 11 spots that are going to be coming up on Sunday. So make sure you give that a listen as well. But let's get into it with my favorite props for the Titans and the Packers at Lambeau Field Thursday night. So just a heads up, I always like to preface this. I am recording this on Wednesday afternoon, so some numbers may alter by the time you listen to this. Some other props may be available, but we do with what we can for the time being. So I'm looking at, for the bet that I have made, Aaron Rodgers and his rushing yards. And I realize you may think that It's a tad bit odd or comical to want to get involved in Aaron Rodgers being mobile, but hey, let's look at his last three games, and I'll tell you why it stood out to me. You look at the Detroit game, he actually rushed four times for 40 yards. I'm not necessarily expecting that, but it's giving you an idea that the guy is willing to be mobile and create opportunities outside of the pocket. 
at Buffalo, he only had one carry, but it was for 11 yards. Then on Sunday against Dallas, he had two rush attempts for four rushing yards. Not a lot, I understand. But his rushing yards prop is also not a lot to overcome. Two and a half is the number. The best juice toward the over is minus 115 over at BetMGM. So if you look at the entirety of the season for AR-12, he's averaging 1.6 rush attempts for 6.4 rushing yards per game. He's gone over it in just four out of 10 games, but I just mentioned those last three. He has gone over two and a half in the last three games in a row. Doesn't guarantee that he's going over in this spot. That's completely understood. But Tennessee's actually got a fairly respectable defense. Now, if you listen to the episode with Matt and I, I go into that a little bit more uh, intricately, but the Titans against the pass, just to narrow it down, ranked 13th in DVOA. And the Packers, as we have all witnessed, are a team that is really struggling to find success in the passing game downfield. They don't have a number one receiver. Yes, Christian Watson finally came alive with three passing touchdowns. Doesn't mean the rookie is going to replicate that in back-to-back games. Romeo Dobbs is still out. Randall Cobb is banged up. Uh, Lazard, uh, yeah, he'll play and he's good. But you get my point. The receiving core for Green Bay certainly isn't that strong. Also, Tennessee, they're getting pressure on the quarterback. So meaning when the quarterback has a drop back, Tennessee's defense is getting pressure on those dropbacks 25% of the time, which is toward the top of the league in terms of pressure rate. So Tennessee's doing a good job in that department, and they're also doing a fine job in the department of covering receivers deep. So if that is going to persist at Lambeau, then Aaron Rodgers will, one, be forced out of the pocket, two, not have weapons open as often as he would like, and that will force him to have to improvise, get creative, pick up yardage with his feet. Now, it's not like that he's a guy who's doing that a lot. Uh, We've stated that. But you just need him to really do it once or twice to get over just a measly two and a half rushing yards. We've seen him do it on third downs a lot. When you think you have the Packers screwed, Aaron Rodgers surprises you and gets mobilized, and then he picks up the yardage. It happened plenty of times against Detroit, and that's why he ended up with 40 rushing yards. So uh, I just really like the fact that it's such a low number at two in the hook. And also why this stood out to me before I was even really looking at his prop and saw two and a half. The main reason was Tennessee's actually been pretty vulnerable to quarterbacks getting over this mark. Now, it differentiates between the quarterbacks. Like Josh Allen has actually been a really mobile guy, and he went over two and a half rushing yards. But in terms of Josh Allen's standards... He had one rush attempt for 10 rushing yards. It wasn't that crazy. But in that game, they completely dominated and didn't need to scramble because they cruised. The Packers probably won't be cruising in this game. Daniel Jones in week one had six carries, 25 rushing yards. Derek Carr, two carries, 17 rushing yards. Carson Wentz, five carries, 15 rushing yards. Heck, Davis Mills had three rush attempts for eight rushing yards. Patrick Mahomes, six carries, 63 rushing yards. And then last week, Russell Wilson, seven rush attempts for eight rushing yards. The only quarterback who has not gotten over two and a half rushing yards, which remember is Aaron Rodgers' prop, was Matt Ryan, who finally just had his longest rush of his career. I think it was like 37 yards and 36 or something. But uh, that's just pretty comical because obviously Matt Ryan is the slowest dude in the NFL, if not one of the slowest guys in the NFL. 
Rodgers can at least be somewhat successful with his feet. So I am playing Aaron Rodgers over two and a half rushing yards. Again, minus 115 at BetMGM, the best price that I saw. It's a low number. I think Rodgers will be forced out of the pocket and have to run at some point in this game to get us over that mark. Now, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, there was a bet that I was considering, but ultimately, I don't think I'm going to get there, but I still think it's worth a discussion. Aaron Rodgers and his pass attempts, 33 and a half is the number consensus-wise. Now, Rodgers is averaging 22 completions on 34 attempts, 231 and a half passing yards per game. And you would think that Rodgers would be passing the ball a decent amount in this spot because Tennessee, according to DVOA, has the number one run defense. And they're limiting opponents to just 3.9 yards per carry. And Matt LaFleur has refused to utilize Aaron Jones, except in a couple of spots. One of them being this past Sunday against Dallas. And guess what? They won. And guess what? Aaron Jones had a fantastic effort on the ground. Shocker, using your best athlete offensively worked for you and led to a victory. I think he got like a buck 39 on the ground on 24 carries. So maybe they try to do that. I don't know if it'll work going against one of, if not the best run defenses in Tennessee, but maybe that is going to be Matt LaFleur's strategy since he clearly saw he was leading the stat sheet, Aaron Jones being, and they got the victory. And maybe they abandoned it in the second half if it isn't working, but by that point, you may be so far behind that he doesn't get over his pass attempts prop of 33.5. So again, getting back to why it stood out, though, Rodgers, again, averaging 34 pass attempts. He's gone over 33.5 in 7 out of 10 games. And you look at Tennessee, they are getting thrown on 40.6 times per contest. That is the most in the NFL. By the way, the Titans also allowing the most completions per game, 26.2. Nobody wants to go up against that run defense, man. They abandon it, and Tennessee's been winning more often than they haven't. So teams are forced to have to play catch-up and uh, throw the ball to try to keep up with Tennessee. It's kind of been nuts, but that's what the stats are showing you right now. I mean, Patrick Mahomes against the Titans, folks. Patrick Mahomes threw over 60 times in that game. That is absurd. I don't even know if Justin Fields has thrown that much this entire season. But Patrick Mahomes had 68 pass attempts, 43 completions for 446 yards. Unfortunately, you just don't know what LaFleur is going to dial up out there. And I would choose the attempts over the completions because you can't trust these Green Bay receivers. And he's only gone over 22 and a half completions, which is his prop mark, in 5 out of 10 games. Whereas he's gone over his pass attempts mark in 7 out of 10 games. The numbers at Tennessee has shown meaning the amount of times they've gotten thrown on. Got me curious about this bet. Matt LaFleur's offensive play calling has me unknown about the certainty with it, so I will stay away, but it's something I'm going to be monitoring. If they give you an in-game pass attempts prop, which they do offer in-game props, and they were running the ball a lot in the first half and it really wasn't working or they're trailing, well, maybe look to capitalize on it in the second half, assuming they will have to throw the pigskin more. Now, one other bet that I'm kind of waiting to see where this number comes out revolts around Aaron Jones. So his receiving yards prop is available right now, and 24 and a half is the number. But I actually have him at about 24 receiving yards. But I have him at about four catches on five targets. They do not have his receptions prop out yet. He's averaging 3.4 receptions on over four targets for 23 receiving yards per game getting about 6.7 yards per catch. 
Now, the reason that I'm investigating Aaron Jones is because the Tennessee Titans, as good as they are against running backs on the ground, they are susceptible to giving them a lot of action in the passing game. 7.2 receptions per game is what running backs are seeing against this Tennessee defense. Yeah, believe it or not, it's a it's a high number. 7.2 receptions and then receiving yards, 43.1. So yeah, they're getting it. They're not making the most of it per se, but they're getting a lot of looks because again, the coverage is good downfield. Your running backs aren't getting as much success in the ground attack. The dump offs, the check downs, the little screen plays, that's sometimes how you can or look to beat this Tennessee defense. And Green Bay may have to do that with Aaron Jones, which they like to do that with him a lot of times. Why not do it in a spot where it's against a defense that is vulnerable to that? So what I'm getting to is if we can get three and a half on Aaron Jones reception and it's plus money to the over and I'm not laying a price, I may take a stab at that. And not that it's going to be, but if it was at two and a half, I would lay pretty decent juice to bet that over for Aaron Jones. So I will monitor this. I will check out the prop market, see where this number is listed. And if we get two and a half, I will lay the juice. If it's three and a half and it's enough plus money to make it worthwhile, then yeah, I will strongly consider Aaron Jones over his receptions as opposed to his receiving yards. So make sure you're checking out vsin.com because we got our best bets log page Every host, every guest puts their top plays in there, including myself and Matt Humans and all the other guests we have on. So if I have the additional prop play, that is where it will be added. But that's what I got in terms of prop watch, folks. We have our official play, Aaron Rodgers, over two and a half rushing yards, minus 115. Come on, Aaron. Be a little mobile for us on Thursday. Why don't you, buddy? All right, folks, remember to check out the full preview of the game because we have other bets there as well. And if you want other spots to get involved with, we've got you set up in that episode. So thank you again for listening in. Always appreciate it if you like and subscribe and follow on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 Enjoy the game. Best of luck and take care, folks.